Well, hello, everybody. This is Michelle, and this is the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. And today is another episode of our Thursday Thinkers. So today I have with me my very dear friend, Carla Hurd. Um, Carla and I have known each other for several months. Um, she sells Isogenics property or products, and she's going to share a little bit more about that with you today. Um, Carla, I will just say, has been instrumental. I'm going to give her a little testimonial before we start. She has been instrumental in helping me get more healthy, uh, making some, some good health goals. Um, I just announced this today in our networking group that I am down about 20 pounds. Uh, I have more energy. I am sleeping better. I have less stress. And I um, actually have uh, been able to decrease my medication, uh, my insulin, three times in the last six weeks. So uh, all of that because uh, I would definitely say it's because of the products that she sells, but way more just because of Carla and who she is. And I'm sure that as we go through, you're totally going to catch that. So um, Carla, before we get started here, thank you so much for being on the call today. You are welcome. I am blushing. Awesome testimony. Cool. So, Carla, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you come from? How did you get to where you are today? Well, okay, thank you. I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. So my journey to network marketing started when I was really, really young. My parents owned a franchise company for a mobility unit, and so we always had a home office in our home. Like the living room was the home office. And everything went around my parents' business. So when I was very young, 11 or 12 years old, my mom set me up to make cold calls for my dad. Like I made appointments for him so he could go and demonstrate the units. And then after that, I was like their showgirl. So they would go to vendor shows like the big mall events, different health fairs and things, and I would demonstrate how this mobility unit could very easily get loaded up and put into the truck of your car or in the back seat of your car, and so handicapped people could travel, you know, with their unit. So I was demonstrating it at these different events, and I loved that, okay? I did not uh -huh. mind being on the phone, but I really loved entertaining people because I was cute, and Sometimes I would say something funny, and then people would laugh at me. And so that was my first taste of, ooh, I like being in the spotlight, and ooh, I love entertaining people. So that was cool. And Yeah, that's my awesome. Parents, my parents were so smart because they paid me. If I got an appointment, they paid me. If I didn't get an appointment, I didn't get paid. And uh -huh. I got, like, they gave me these little slips of paper for the people watching me to sign up to be on their mailing list. I don't think we had email. We didn't have email then. And so I had to get people to fill these out with their phone number and their address so that my dad could follow up with them. So I got paid if I had people fill those out. Nice. I know. I thought it was Very smart. smart. I at, yeah. At the time I was like, this is annoying. But now I'm like, oh, that's, started to plant the seed of who I was to become. Yeah. So then in middle school, uh, my parents, also very smart, continued to tell me no when I wanted something, you know, not necessities, of course, but extras. 
And so since they told me no, I took it upon myself to make my own money. I was too young to have a job, except for unless it was with them. So I bought Tootsie Pops for a nickel, and I sold them for a quarter at school. And that was great. That's good profit. Sold them right out of my locker. Never got caught. And then what ended up happening is I had some other friends that wanted to sell Tootsie Pops with me, and so I sold them the Tootsie Pops for I think 15 cents, so I still made a profit on that, but then they sold them for a quarter, so then they started to make money. And I obviously at 14 years old, I didn't realize at the time, but that was network marketing. Yeah, so, very smart. Yeah. I know, it was awesome. And, yeah, so that's what, what I did. I don't even remember how I got those Tootsie Pops, but it was a good little, it was a good little two years of being the Tootsie Pop girl. That's cool. And then, so that, we, then what? Well, we we lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time. My parents divorced and we moved back home to Michigan. And my mom bought a roller skating rink. And so I was her partner. I was her shadow. She taught me everything she knew about business, keeping, you know, payroll and time cards and keeping files on people, we we wrote job descriptions together, you know, all that manager type stuff. I, she taught me all of that. And I'm grateful that she taught me that stuff too. And I know it had to be done, but I, I didn't like doing that part. Um, right. She asked, she had me fire somebody when I was 16 years old. I fired somebody. And she sat wow. with me when I did, but I had to say those words. Um, so I didn't like any of that part. But I knew it was part of what needed to be done. I did learn that. She let me succeed, and she let me fail. She knew certain ideas I had were not going to work, but she let me do them anyway. Um, yeah. I'm very grateful for that because she she was there to catch me when I, when I like, I ha- okay, so here's what happened. I had a great idea for this roller skating session, and it was going to be 25 cents admission. And she told me not to, she, she told me I shouldn't do it, but she let me go with it. And it was packed and it was insane. There were so many problems, mm-hmm. Michelle, I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. So not a success. It was actually a failure. And we really didn't make that much money because only 25 cents to get in. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of people will look at the dollar signs of that and they'll say, oh, yes, well, but they don't realize the, the true cost of receiving those dollars. Right. And that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. I know. So it was, that was a expensive fail. money. <laughs> exactly. But it was a lesson that I, you know, it happened a long time ago. I, I don't forget it. And I don't forget that she knew and she still let me, but she was also there to catch me. So I, I learned a lot in those roller skating days. But what I also learned is that she, she put me in charge of some of the programming. And so I would develop youth groups or church groups to come roller skate and you know I would have like a fun program for them so two-hour roller skating session with Carla the DJ was a freaking blast I bet I can only imagine it was amazing it was amazing and so I loved that I loved bringing people together and then entertaining them and making them have a great time and feel better and then sending them on their way those were profitable for mom and then also fun for me so you're using your strengths, what you're really good at, um, to make a difference. Exactly. I just, 
I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't realize why I was growing at that time. I was just yeah, doing, like, I was just going where the spirit led me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what? What was next? Okay. So then what? I, I, got, uh, I got married. Uh, I got pregnant and still working for my parents' business. And then I got pregnant again. And that was when I was thinking, I can't put these children in daycare. I just, I don't want to. I need to find something that I can do on my own. I needed to get a, get out of my parents' business and do my own thing. And that is when I was eight months pregnant with my second daughter and I was sitting at a party light party and I was introduced to party light in the world of direct sales. Mm. So I, me and my best friend signed up immediately and we loved it. We did home parties we did uh, wax and wine parties, you know, <laughs> lots of fun, entertaining way, avenues for me to enter, entertain people. I was Carla the Candle Lady. I had a, I had a blast. But people would buy candles, and so I would make money as well. And it was, it was great. I was partying for a living. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of sensing this theme. You, you find something that's fun that you can do with other people. And, you know, that you just turn that into a business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's awesome. I, I did that for 24 years. It wasn't always as lucrative as it could, as, you know, it, it it wasn't always as lucrative, I guess, as my life needed it to be. I had uh, two more kids, so I have four kids now, and it, it wasn't always supportive. So sometimes I had a job with my mom's business in between there. I would help her out with, with different things. but pretty steady Eddie with party light for 24 years. And then, um, once Facebook came up, things took a little mm. bit of a turn for me personally. I, people weren't as willing to do home parties and I struggled with, I can't entertain you. I can't have fun with you through a Facebook right. event. I need to, you know, people are my fuel. I, I like to think that when I come into a room or meet a group of people, i I generate my own energy. I really do try to do that. But I need their energy just as much. And yeah. I can't do that through social media. Yeah. So I got kind of grumpy. Um, didn't do as good as I could. Probably could have done better. But I, I didn't. It, the environment for me became a little toxic because the way Party Light set up, it became very competitive. So... Mm. It, parts of it were difficult and then just people not wanting to get together for home parties anymore all of that I was just kind of in a bad place with my life I also yeah had gained about 40 pounds and you know borderline depression I was I, I was in a I always tell people I was feeling funky and looking chunky at that time yeah mm-hmm my family, Which is easy to, my, easy to do when you're not feeling um, fulfilled. When you're in that place yeah. of like, I've got to make something happen, but yet I'm not fulfilled and it's not using my natural strength, um, it's really easy to let things like our health go to the wayside. You you are so right about that. And again, I didn't know exactly what was happening. I wasn't contributing in, I wasn't contributing to the world in the way that God had given me certain talents and I wasn't using them to get back to the world. And it was just making me become this person that wasn't familiar. And I, 
I mean, mm-hmm. I lived for several years, fake it till you make it. I walk out yeah. of my house, and I would be the best church greeter. I would be, you know, if somebody did have a home party, I was on point. I was still calling the candle lady. And then I'd come back home, and I was just, ugh, just yeah. total bleh. And even my husband was like, I don't know if I can stay married mm-hmm. to you, woman. I don't even know if I like you. And I was like, yeah. fine. I don't know if I like you either. I mean, it was a rough, it was rough. Yeah. So so then what happened? Because obviously that didn't stay the same. No, it didn't. So funny thing is that just at the beginning of 2017, again, a fake it till you make it Carla move, I started a company called Create Alivity. And this is just a little doing business as. It's not like a big company. But it's called Create Alivity, uh-huh. Create the Life You Crave. I started teaching goal-setting classes. Like my, some of my direct mm. sales friends were like, you got to teach these goal-setting classes. you got to do vision board classes and creative journaling. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll make a whole extra money, charge $25 a person, and I was teaching these classes. Mind you, standing up in front of 20 or 30 people at a time who are paying to hear me speak yeah. and, and help them with their own goals, the whole time my life's in a freaking gutter, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm giving them all I have. And God bless my husband for hanging in there. He even came to a couple of my classes, and he was like, you're good at this, babe. You're good. And I was like, I know, but I feel terrible. Oh. <laughs> but this is this is part of my past because this is where I met Mandy. And she came to one of my goal-setting classes, and she told me about isogenics. Mm. So it was about four times that she asked me after that class if I would take a peek at isogenics. I don't know if she sensed something going on with me or if she was she just wanted me to be with her. I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to ask her. But the fourth time we went to a meeting, we got a taste of the culture that we're very blessed to land in this particular team. We did not pick this team. This team did not pick me. Neither one of us knew who what we were getting into, but we landed in a, a team that morals and values are aligned with ours, and mm-hmm. it's just been wonderful. Uh, I decided to give Isogenics a try because I was a little desperate for the weight loss and feeling better, and I believed them when they said that nutrition plays a big part of your of your healthy mind and body. Yeah. So, I mean, because I kind of knew that I was I was a protein shake drinker, anyways, of other companies, and I and I made my own, and I kind of knew that. But I decided to give the products a try, and after about a month, uh, now mind you, I we experienced a change in energy and better sleep and weight loss, and um, a few other things right away. But mm-hmm. it was after like the first month and a half or so that I started to tell people about it. People would say, what's up with you? And yeah. then I would tell them about it. That's that's awesome. So so were you still doing um, party light at this time, or had you made a transition? What was going on there? Yeah, so I was still doing party light. I was doing candle parties and doing isogenics kind of on the side. 
I, I had a pretty good group of party light consultants, like my own team of around 40 people. And I didn't, I didn't want to break up with them. I, I didn't really know what, where I was going, what I was doing, but I, yeah. I was doing both um, up until January of 2018 when the, the home office called me and said, hey, you can't do both companies. And mm-hmm. I was completely shocked. <laughs> I, was, I was mad. I was sad. I, I went through all kinds of emotions. And again, yeah. bless my husband for saying, okay, Carla, Get the emotions out of it, and let's think about this logically. They've asked you to make a choice. You need to make a choice. Stop crying, and let's figure this out. Uh huh. So he asked me some questions, you know, like what would happen if and what are you afraid of, and um, through that process, it took a couple weeks, but I did decide to step down from my level of leadership with Party Light, and then I went full on with Isogenics, and the deal was that I made with myself in the mirror was I cannot look back. I cannot second-guess my decision mm-hmm. full speed ahead. Uh-huh. So so a lot of people, when they're making a decision like that, especially a really big kind of transition decision in their life, which this definitely was, um, how do you uh, – like you, you're talking about this turmoil that you felt when you were making this decision. How do you let that past go and step into your future? Like what were some things that you did that, that helped? What, what helped was I, the, the main thing I was worried about, my husband did a really good job of helping me help sweep that away. And I was worried about losing friends. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that people wouldn't like me if I wasn't their candle lady. Uh, so, and I, so, so he said, come on, people love you. you. You don't have to worry about that. You know, and he just, he just kind of, kind of reassured me. And I did make some phone calls to some, like my best friends or even some of my best customers to talk with them about it, to get their feedback. And every time it was the same, like, no, whatever you do is what you do. We like you, not what you do. Right. Right. Um, so. I don't know why I felt that way, but I, but I did. So just that was the one thing I was afraid of. And I'm glad that I made those phone calls. It, I, I, I cried through most of those phone calls. And mm-hmm. then the other thing was that I was going to have to learn too much about an, an entire different industry. Like, I don't know what amino I didn't know what amino acids were or why we need them. I, I had no idea about the number of, grams of protein you need in your body every single day and what the heck is a macro I didn't know that stuff and I was yeah. worried I would have to know that stuff in order to be successful mm-hmm. so um, you know and that was that was just a talk with my mentor at the time my upline upline who said I'm with you I will you'll learn as you go please just go just go yeah and um, there's other people that I started Isogenics with that needed to know everything before they could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not they're not with us anymore. They're not doing this anymore. Yeah. So one of my favorite dudes to follow is Eric Worre, professional network marketing guy. And he said, "You've got you've got to take some action. Please be ignorant on fire. You'll 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 figure it out yeah. as you go." And so I also aligned myself with those people. I re reintroduced myself to 
you know, John Maxwell, Eric Worre, Brendan Bouchard came into my life at that time. I mean, I just reintroduced myself to those people and started yeah, to listen so really to them. That- that kind of uh, energy of – there is a lot of people, and, and many people actually, I'll, I'll be honest, many people who are going to listen to this podcast who suffer from what I call getting ready to get ready disease. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a, you know, constant like, well, I, I, once I know this or I, mm-hmm. I do this thing or I get this degree, then I'm going to be ready. And the one thing that you're talking about is that you can actually start on your journey – um, and, and you picked out, too, that there's people that you have aligned yourself with who not only encourage and motivate you, but who help you learn about things like amino acids and macros and protein and all of those things as you're going along. So you only really have to be one step ahead of whoever you're trying to lead, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I also learned that if I don't know the answer and somebody needs to know the answer, that I can find it out later. Yeah. I can I can get yeah. the information for them. Yeah. I I learned so much about myself that that first year um and the power of what I could do, but it was hard to take that first step. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have done it had I not linked arms with if my husband grabbed a hold of me and I linked arms with my mentor and then there was three of us. So we were, I was good. I was in the middle, you know? Yeah. And I, if I wouldn't have done that, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. His name is Brent, in case he's listening. And, <laughs> and uh, I also love this, this, that throughout your life, you've kept the, the, I guess, theme of having people around you. So even even in this business that you're doing, you have chosen a business where you can be a part of a group of people all doing this together. You're not out on your own. Yeah, that's important to us. Um, Jason, Jason, my husband, midway through Isogenics, he said we need to have our own team, and I think we should be called the Battle Buddies because he's 20 years Army. I got a kid in the Army and battle buddies is, you know, you know, you don't do anything alone. We, they yeah. have your six, they have your back. And so our team is battle buddies. And it's just so important when you're on a health journey, you have to link arms with people. You have to be around people that are like-minded that will encourage you. We, we didn't know that at the time. We just thought, well, we'll just consume the products here. Just drink this. You're going to be good. But it's the right. team and the people that is a, definite, definite necessary part of your success. So you started out onto this journey and the things that you're learning are not only congruent with who you are and your strengths, but you're, you're realizing now um, why you've been successful because you have other people around you. Yes. And congruent is my word, girl. That's my word. Yes. So tell us, um, where are you headed? Like, what's, what's your, your goals here for the near future? So in two years, we have 790 people in our downline, which is incredible. I am thankful to the Battle Buddies. So with 790, I would love for our team to be at 1,000 by the end of this year. Uh-huh. Definitely so doable. That's our goal. Yep. That's our goal is to hit 1,000, and that's, that's everybody. 
working together. Um, I would love to retire my husband if he so chooses. I would love him to have that option to not have to go to a regular job every day. He might choose to still go to work because he might be like, Carly, you're crazy. I can't be with you every day, all day. But But at least you have that choice, right? Yes. Yeah. He he always says, because he's so supportive of this, he always says, I got the first half of marriage. You got the last whole half. <laughs> so I, I hope to be able to do that um, in in the next two years. And, you know, our other goal is income-driven. And, you know, it's about money. And I don't want listeners to think that we're money-hungry people over here. However, when I am able to make a six-figure income in my network marketing business in its third full year, then that means there's a slew of other people within our team that are making an in- income that is going to impact yes. their family's life. And that's what I, that's what I want to do. I, yeah. We want to serve freely. I have a deep passion for Vacation Bible School and helping kids in inner cities. And I can only do that right now one week a year. And I want to yeah. do that. I want to do that eight times a year all throughout Michigan. And, you know, I Absolutely. can't do that it, it, right now. No, and, and that's so important. And, and that brings up a great point um, as far as money goes. And I'm not going to hang here for too long, but I do want to just help listeners understand who might have a different view about money. That money is just um, energy. And if you don't think that that's true, what do we call money? We call it currency. <laughs> energy, currency, okay? Um, oh. And anybody that you talk to in the financial world, is they wouldn't say that, um, cash is king. They're going to tell you that cash flow is king. Yes. When you look at, at the financial world, when you have money that's coming in and going out and you do that over and over and over again, you are considered um, credible in the financial world. So you can gain all the money that you want and you can kind of hold on to it, right? And a lot of people do this. They call it what? Their retirement fund, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. save as much money as I can in my life and that's fine, but what are you saving it for, right? Right. One day, hopefully, someday, right? Um, however, if you can use that to constantly and continuously flow through you and where is it going when it leaves you, it's going to other people, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Then your, your hands are free so you get more. And this happens over and over and over again. And so, you know, one of the goals that my husband and I have is uh, we want to see how fast can we give away a million dollars. Oh. <laughs> Just wow. think about that. How fast can we give it away? That means it's got to come to us, number one, right? Yep. And number two, yeah. it's probably going to come to us in more than just a million dollars. So, you know, and I don't know how long that's going to take. You know, it could, take, it, it could come to me somehow tomorrow. I don't know. Or it could be 10, 15 years from now. But the point is, that's the goal, right? And, you know, Carla, one thing that I think about when you're, you're sharing that is it's really important to have that goal. And then there's two little words that you, you shared. So that. So here's my income goal. So that I can do this. I can help these people. I can go and serve here. So that, yeah. that is just key. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you're right. I didn't realize that. So that I like that, Michelle. It's huge. It's huge. Just it's, it's a game changer when you're thinking about money. 
Um, okay, so well, I, I want to, yeah, absolutely. And that was just, that's a freebie. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, um, first of all, thank you, Carla, for sharing your story with us. I so appreciate it. Every time I hear, hear you talk, um, it just gets me excited. So thank you for being on the call today. You are so welcome. I, I feel honored that you asked me, and I appreciate you so, so much. Cool. So um, as is customary on these Thursday Thinker posts, um, let me share just a few things that I teased out of Carla's story. Um, these are clues that have helped uh, Carla be successful so far. So one of them is this idea of specialized knowledge. And we've talked about this before, about how you can gain specialized knowledge from different places. So you can, you know, go and, uh, you know, get a degree if you'd like, or you can just go and have a, uh, a self-study, right? And Carla in her story really shared this idea of having specialized knowledge about being an entrepreneur from an early age, um, learning the skills that it takes for building a business all the way as she was growing up. Um, and then also, you know, just this when she made that transition to isogenics, she realized like, hey, I don't know this stuff, right? So she brought a team around her who are constantly giving her the knowledge that she needs. So it's definitely important that you have specialized knowledge to be successful, and it can come from all different places. Okay, another thing that really popped out in Carla's story is this idea about decision. So she talked about her decision from uh, going from party light to isogenics. And if you heard in her story about the emotions that she had, so there was this, you know, um, I, I don't want to leave the people that I've been serving all this time, but yet I also have a little bit, bit of fear about walking into my future. Um, so during this time when she's trying to make a decision, there was a lot of feelings and turmoil. And even then, her husband came along, he said, all right, let's talk through this, right? So having people around you. Um, and then once she made the decision, that was it. There was no going back, there was no re-deciding, it was, nope, we're going forward, okay? And then that last one that I wanna highlight is just the, the idea of a mastermind group. So people who are coming together in order to encourage and support and uh, help each other learn and grow. Um, one thing you'll notice uh, from Carla's story is she highlighted that as, as good as Party Light was for her, she didn't necessarily have that kind of a group in Party Light, not to the extent that she does with Isogenics. So now she's able to be more successful and quicker than ever because of that group that she has around her. And it makes me think about that quote by Zig Ziglar that says, if you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. And so Carla has learned that over time, um, you know, I know Carla, she's not about uh, the money necessarily or how, how much product she sells, even though she did share that as her goal. She really is about how many people can I help? And... <laughs> I'm actually looking at a, a framed uh, copy of a fortune cookie right now, and it says, uh, money will come to you when you do the right thing. And I think that this is a great example of Carla's story of 
go out, serve, and also, this is really important, because Carla loves to have fun. <laughs> so anybody mm-hmm. who's ever mm-hmm. met Carla, you know, fun is important. And there's no reason to be boring. So we can go out, we can serve, we can add value to this world, and we can help people along the way, and we can have fun while doing it. So I hope that this adds value to you. I hope this gets you you thinking about your own story and where does that specialized knowledge, decision, and mastermind come in for you. Um, And just as we're kind of getting ready to sign off here, Carla, is there anything else that you'd like to share with people today? Uh, Yeah, I would like to share that it doesn't matter if you're 44 years old, you can change everything if you want to it's a that change is necessary so please do it just do it if you're if the spirit's moving you to make a change then freaking go for it and yeah yes, have fun along the way yeah awesome well you're going to change one way or the other right you are you are so it might as well be on your own terms that's right that's right be in charge of it Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I I hope you got a lot of value out of this, um, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.